Welcome to the Woven Well podcast. I'm your host, Caitlin Estes. I'm a certified fertility care practitioner with a master divinity degree. Each episode will cover a topic that helps educate and empower you on your fertility while honoring the deep connection your fertility has with your faith. Let's get started. Welcome back to the Woven Well podcast. First of all, I want to take just a second to say that I have received some really sweet emails over the past several weeks, just thanking us for what we do at Woven Well and for maybe some specific episodes. And it just means so much that you would take the time, first of all, to listen, but second of all, to reach out and be so intentional about encouraging. So thank you so much for that. If you want to let other people know how much you love the show, then I would encourage you to write a written review on whatever your podcasting platform of choice is. If you don't have the option to do a written review there, certainly you can go over to Apple or Google and leave a written review there. Or you could share on your social media. Let other people know that this is a podcast that you enjoy listening to and why you enjoy it and that maybe others would like it too. If you tag us, we certainly will repost it and let others know. That's either at Woven Fertility or at Woven Well Podcast. Okay, Now let's jump into today's episode, which is all about the season of Advent. As we talk about each week, our show covers a topic that educates you while honoring the deep connection your fertility has with your faith. Sometimes it's fertility focused and sometimes it's faith focused, but I find that a lot of the time there's a little bit of both there. It's hard to talk about fertility without talking about faith. Maybe it doesn't feel that way to you, but talking about fertility always stirs up something meaningful for me. And hey, maybe that's why I do this vocationally. But I often find, you know, that the opposite can be true too. That faith-focused conversations can teach us something valuable about our fertility. And that's what we've been talking about over the past few weeks on our Instagram page at Woven Fertility. Advent. You may attend a church that celebrates Advent, you have your whole life maybe, or you may have never heard of it in your life, but it has something good and valuable to teach us about our spiritual lives, our physical lives, even our fertility. First, let's all get on the same playing field in case you did not grow up celebrating Advent. What is it exactly? If your first thought was one of those big box calendars that you poke each day to get a piece of candy, you know, you're not actually as far off as you may think. Those Advent calendars do mark the days of Advent, and they've become a commonly used way to help to introduce the concept to children. Of course, it's been taken over in a very secular way, and now a lot of people use it who are not celebrating Advent the season. Um, but needless to say, Advent is not actually about candy. <laughs> Advent is about waiting. It's a season long held by the Christian church in which we remember what it was like for our spiritual fathers and mothers to wait in faith for the birth of Jesus Christ while actively waiting in faith and anticipation for his return ourselves. It is absolutely one of my favorite seasons of the Christian calendar for two reasons. One, it is so incredibly needed in my life, maybe yours too. This world, our world, is so incredibly busy. 
the expectations on modern humans, it's just, it's unbelievable. My pastor recently pondered what his great-grandmother would think about the fact that we all have basically robots that wash our dishes and floors and clothes. She would wonder what we did all day. What do we do with all that free time? And I loved that example because we fill that time. Whether it's taking kids to piano practice or working extra shifts or scrolling through social media, our time seems to just get sucked away one day after another. One thing that unites us all is this American truth. We don't have time. Advent says, forget all that. During this season, you wait. We wait. We stop the frantic shopping and planning and doing and working, and we practice stillness. Now, it won't be the world who stops these things. It's going to keep on going at the speed of light. But we Christians are invited to stop and rest and wait. This intentional time is so incredibly full of value. I really believe that. I think that God has so much for us to find in the silence and the stillness. The second reason it's one of my favorite seasons is because of how connected it makes me feel to the church universal. There is not a single part of the Christian church that I know about that doesn't practice some form of Advent. Roman Catholics, Methodists, Eastern Orthodox, Episcopalians, Christians around the world have marked the importance of this time. Now, certainly there are many individual churches who may not choose to talk about or you know, openly lead in Advent devotionals or things like that during this time, but there's no Christian denomination that I know of that rejects it overall. To me, this is one of the most unifying seasons in Christianity, and not just in our current day either. Advent has been celebrated for thousands of years, dating back to the 4th or 5th century. By taking part in Advent, not only are we connecting with our brothers and sisters in faith across the globe, we're connecting with them across time. I think that's so cool. If it's been meaningful and insightful for generation after generation after generation of faithful Christians, then it can be meaningful and insightful for us too. So we wait together. We imagine what it was like to wait desperately, maybe even impatiently for the birth of Jesus. And we wait actively, hopefully for this return again one day. Of course, what it looks like to wait certainly varies. There's not a right or a wrong way to practice Advent, but I do think you gain something by practicing it with others if possible. That may mean going to a particular Mass each week, reading an Advent devotional with your spouse or roommates or family, lighting an Advent wreath and singing a Christmas carol, setting aside time each day to sit in silence and stillness. How often do we do that? You could even change it up each week, do something different each time. There's one thing in common. It's intentional. And that intentionality extends even to what we meditate on each week. So if you've ever seen an Advent wreath, you'll notice that there are four, sometimes five candles. Three are purple, one pink, and if there's a fifth, it's usually white and a little bit larger than the other ones. The four candles that are always present represent the four Sundays of Advent, and they stand for hope, peace, joy, and love. Hope points us back to the prophet Isaiah, who told 
of the birth of Jesus and the many promises given to us throughout the Old Testament that would be fulfilled through Christ's birth. There is no hope without that birth of Jesus. Peace reminds us that Jesus himself is the Prince of Peace. Not only did he bring a new understanding of peace with his physical entrance into the world, but he promises to bring total peace, shalom, when he returns. There is no peace without the birth of Jesus. Joy. This is the only candle of the four that's a different color. That pink represents the liturgical color for joy, and it brings us back to the joy that must have been experienced by those who anticipated Jesus' birth. Imagine how those shepherds felt as they learned the news. I know, I've heard it a million times. How unheard of it was that shepherds would have been given such an honor. But honestly, it still gets me every time. To be so discounted by the world, but seen and trusted and honored by the living God. True joy. And there is no joy without the birth of Jesus. And finally, love. Because it was due to God's great and everlasting love for us that Jesus was born and lived and breathed and suffered and died and rose again. And it's because of God's great love for us that Jesus will return again as well. It was all done because of love and in love and for love. There is no true love without the birth of Jesus. This may be about the time that you're wondering, why is this important to our fertility? You know, sure, it seems important. It can play a meaningful role in our spiritual lives. But how is this supposed to impact fertility? You're right, that it's not a tip or a treatment or a diagnosis, things we often talk about. It doesn't change your fertility, but it may change how you experience your fertility journey. There is hope beyond the circumstances of your journey. There is peace despite the circumstances of your journey. There is joy abundant surpassing those circumstances of your journey. And there is love so much love for you in the midst of your journey. Very, very, very few people have what they would consider the perfect fertility journey. I'm not sure anyone actually does, but I'm not counting it out just to cover my bases. There are physical pains and emotional struggles abounding when it comes to fertility. Trust me, I see it. Maybe you're not ovulating or menstruating and you're struggling with not only the medical cause for this, but the emotional pain of feeling broken or maybe even unfeminine because of it. You could be very healthy, but struggling with ways to intimately love and be loved by your spouse while avoiding pregnancy. Maybe you're mourning the loss of a baby or grieving the possibility of not having biological children. Pain can always seem to be found within our fertility stories. But that pain does not exclude us from the promises of God. Suffering does not exclude us from the goodness of God. I'm not sure there's a better demonstration of that than Jesus, the fulfillment of God's promises, suffering himself. Whatever your story, whatever your fertility journey even, God invites you to find rest in him. And Advent reminds us of that. Advent reminds us to find that rest in waiting. 
It reminds us to be intentional, to practice silence and stillness in the midst of that chaotic and painful journey. Because there is hope beyond your circumstances, peace despite your pain, joy that surpasses your story, and there is love, so much love for you as you are. Whether we participate in Advent and practice these things, that's a choice, and it's okay, whichever one you choose. But if you do participate, I believe there's goodness to be found there. And I, for one, am excited to explore it with you. I'm going to close today with a prayer I posted on Instagram this week from Henry Nowen. Lord Jesus, master of both light and darkness, send your Holy Spirit upon our preparation for Christmas. We who have so much to do seek quiet spaces to hear your voice each day. We who are anxious over many things look forward to your coming among us. We who are blessed in so many ways long for the complete joy of your kingdom. We whose hearts are heavy seek the joy of your presence. We are your people, walking in darkness yet seeking the light. To you we say, come Lord Jesus. Amen. As always, thanks so much for listening as we continue to explore together what it means to be woven well. Mm